I really can't think of anything that funny or clever to say. Hi, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week, we talk about things like cryptozoology. If aliens are cool or if they're not. Urban legends. Are they chill or do aliens like to be rude? Scary stories. If an alien had a Finstagram, if people still say that, would it be chill or not chill? Anything spooky related. Almost every week, Lindsay and I will both research a smattering of topics separately of one another. Lindsay will go to, I don't know, Giant Eagle, which is a grocery store. I'll go to the parking lot of Walmart, just standing there by myself. We research a bunch of stuff. We walk inside of our house at the same time, holding hands, and we discuss what we've researched with each and every one of you and each other for the very first time. This week, I'm going to dedicate my portion of the episode to our buddy George on Twitter, because George has sent us multiple things saying that there have been a lot of Mothman sightings in and around the Chicago area. Oh, I a haven't lot seen that yet. A lot of them. Keep your eyes peeled, Chicago. There's been multiple sightings. Mm, hasn't Chicago had enough? In general, they've had enough. Yeah, they like have... Had enough pizza, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, they yeah. got that, what, they got the deep dish? They got deep dish pizza, yeah. Yeah, mine was going to be way more macabre, like, you know the world's fair and the first serial murder but a pizza's good pizza works you mean what was what was the one guy he was he posed he posed as a dentist or something and then hh H. holmes hh H. holmes he wasn't a dentist i think he was just a doctor and he would lure people into his basically his trapia cabin his his gotcha house his gotcha house and he'd put you in a in a silly room Mm-hmm. And then he'd do whatever he wanted. Wasn't it that entire house he built to just be a giant trap? Like certain rooms would release gas and he would gas you out. Other rooms, like, I don't know, there was like a bunch of poisonous scorpions or something yeah, like that. I it was just like a, a not fun house. Yeah. Well, who are you going to dedicate or what are you going to dedicate your thing to? <laughs> I'll dedicate my portion of the show to... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I didn't know either. And I just thought, and I was like, oh yeah, Mothman in Chicago. I was going to say just all the peeps out there, all the artists and stuff that are just hustling for the holidays. Great. That's a good, that's a much better dedication than mine. Sure. Serial murderer is an artist. Yeah. And they kind of go hand in hand. Anything, are there any updates? Do people need to know anything before we get into the episode? Any pressing information? Any IRL BB? That's in real life breaking booze. Uh, Well, something weird that happened today. Oh, yeah. Tell them this one. So your parents were here. We're getting ready to leave to go to Oregon. That's right. For the holidays. And we were giving them an extra suitcase. Now, the suitcase is something I haven't used since I don't even know, probably maybe when we were first together, 2012. Okay. Something like that. But inside the suitcase, which hasn't been touched for years... There was only one piece of paper, and I unfolded it, and it was like a, what are those called? Like the little badges or the... Kind of like like a race number or like a, a, race, like a race badge. Yeah, like the thing you pin to your shirt, and it was for a bridge bicycle race mm-hmm. in Oregon, which was from 2010. Yes. Now, 
I did not participate in that, and you did. I did. But 2010, <laughs> I mean, we knew each other, but we were not together. Yeah, in 2010, I was living in Oregon, and I participated in this. It's called the Providence Bridge Pedal. Basically, if you haven't been to Oregon, there's a ton of bridges that go across the um, north and the south sides of the city, right? Yes. No? It doesn't matter. It goes through the city, and there's a ton of bridges that span the Willamette River, and they close them all down. You can ride your bikes across them, and it's fun. Hundreds of people do it. So I did it once. And somehow from 2010, this race badge or this race number ended up in that suitcase that we haven't touched in years. Right. It was the only thing in that suitcase. And I just found it was really weird because I was giving it to your parents so we could go to Oregon. It is really weird. I thought it was super weird. But other than that, no, everything seems okay. I don't know. <laughs> other than that, you? nothing's been happening. Nothing is wrong. Like, I don't know. There's nothing happening dramatic in the world. I mean, it's not like anybody's being like, you know, stuck in their houses or anything like that. So <laughs> that's a joke yeah, that you made up. Yeah. If anyone was, if there's any conspiracy theorists listening who were thinking that Lindsay and I might be lizard people, we did just get boosted this past week. So we are full lizard now. Yeah. Right. I think that means we're full reptilian. Yeah. What would it be like Komodo dragon? Is that like, I think we're Komodo dragon. Is that like gecko to lizard to Komodo dragon? I think you start salamander, which I understand Mm -hmm. they're in whatever. I don't know if they're technically a lizard. Just relax. Uh, We don't know a lot. We were, we don't at all. And we never claimed to. We were, we were salamander and then we got second facts. I think we're, we, we were iguana status. Yeah. And now we're full boost. And the antibodies have pushed us into being full Komodo dragon status. Yeah. Imagine having poisonous saliva like a Komodo dragon. It's not like you're storing. Well, your... isn't that kind of what's happening right now? Oh, I guess so. Yeah, kind of. Ha- yeah, because that we're Komodo dragons now. We have poisonous vapors. Vapors. Yeah. Breath. Yeah, poisonous breath. Uh, mm, we it's went all to high- making sense. <laughs> we went to high school with someone that we lovingly would refer to as King Breath because in the morning his breath would smell very bad. What? So he was kind of a Komodo dragon. I forgot dragon. that you were like a mean kid in high school, and I was not. So I wasn't mean. I don't know I who. Mean. I don't know who. <laughs> what is Dragon Breath? Uh, King Breath. King Breath. <laughs> I don't know who that was. <laughs> I wasn't mean, nor was I rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you are first this week. I am first this week. Now, I found a story, another piece of breaking booze. I screenshotted the story I wanted to talk about. It was literally like two sentences long. Okay. Looking through my screenshots, not there. So it was either... Now is this it in is, that suitcase? It might be in the suitcase. Okay. But now my mom and dad have it, so there's no way of there's telling. No, it's never coming back. My mom and dad have it since uh, in their very, very expensive and gigantic car only for rich people. Mm-hmm. Um, again, yeah. it was a joke I made up. It's a used Dodge Caravan. But anyways, so it was either that I deleted it from my screenshots, which I think is very unlikely, or it was mysteriously vanished somehow because of some weird electronic ghost, which I think is way more likely. Yeah, that's probably what happened. I think it's, you know what? I think it's for sure what happened. Okay. But the story is, luckily, I am this smart enough. I can kind of summarize two sentences. I am this smart enough. Okay. <laughs> now, lucky you for me, yeah. for you to be, me am kind of smart for this much, a, a capacity smart. Yeah. The summary of the story is that someone wrote, and it was, I really wish I had the screenshot because it was very much so like an M. Night Shyamalan short film because 
it, it went like this. Um, we're convinced there's a ghost in our house. Okay. So I was thinking they heard some noises or something or something happened. They did hear noises. Yeah. But can you guess the type of noise they heard in their kitchen while they were in their living room that convinced them there was a ghost in their house? Mm, maybe like just a, a loud scream? It wasn't a loud scream. You would think like maybe like a disembodied voice, like a scream or hello. Yeah. Or eh, just chilling in the kitchen. Something like that. Or just saying straight up like a ghost in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, ghost in your kitchen. Don't come in unless you want to be scared. Uh, just being a ghost, making peanut butter toast. Oh, did you mean to rhyme? Yeah. Okay, that's great. Yeah, good. Yeah, I am this smart. Nice. Yeah, I really yeah, like this that. this much. They did not hear any disembodied voices. They okay. heard the first report that since we've been doing this show for about four years that I've ever heard of, of a disembodied fart. Okay. Well, that would just be a no... How did they know it was a fart, though? They said it sounded exactly like a fart, and it was coming from their kitchen. No, no one, animals. No animals. Nothing. I think if they would have been, it would have been like, it might have been our dog who has a history of, you know, farting alone in the kitchen. But I guess they heard a clear fart in their kitchen. I'm not trying to be crass. This, oh, is, this yeah. is the story. They heard a fart in their kitchen. It wasn't them. They were sitting in their TV room. Kitchen was behind them. They heard the fart. Did they explain what kind of fart it was? or No, but I wanted to do this. Now, I downloaded a new soundboard just for this conversation. Oh, good. It's called I Fart. <laughs> is there another so, one called You Fart? Um, yeah, is there but a I, difference between them? Yeah, but them? I think that's only for... Uh, I was going to make a joke how this one's for iPhones, but it's, it doesn't matter. It's not very funny. Now, imagine you and I were sitting on our couch. Yes. And Molly was laying next to us. And we hear, and I really want you to play pretend. Yeah, okay. Like, really get into the scene. You, you, we, we, were, we were sitting down and we hear this. Coming from the kitchen. Yeah. Now, that was a fart from my phone. Again, from the app called iFart. Now, we're sitting down. We don't know what's going on. And we hear that or we hear this one coming from the kitchen that's a really loud one that's a scary one yeah that one i think honestly was way scarier than the one that we heard before i mean yes i understand it's silly because it's a fart sure haha ha, he 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 but it couldn't be any of their appliances like we constantly hear our ice machine or the dishwasher or like we live in the woods so sometimes yeah there's critters there are critters sometimes yes but i would like to think that whoever wrote the story was familiar with all the noises that happen in their house in their kitchen like yeah sometimes for us there's a loud bang or something but it's the ice machine in the freezer or sometimes there's weird water noises but it's i don't know tubes yeah, I get hearing noises that you're familiar with, but like, I don't know, there's there could be new stuff like we suspect that there's a little critter living under our shed because we've heard like little snorts and noises recently when we've gone outside. So, yes, but I think that we obviously know as an animal and it's outside of our house because it's animal sounds. So hearing that noise and going, OK, pretty sure there's an animal outside. I think that's similar to what happened with this storyteller. Okay, heard a fart in my kitchen, probably a ghost because there's no people that live in my kitchen. So it's all hearing a noise and then being deductive. What for sure isn't that noise? And then what for sure could that noise be? Maybe. Right. 
I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I would do if we were sitting there and we heard maybe it happened for a long enough time to where you hear a noise really quick and you're thinking, I I don't know if you have enough time to process what that noise was, what it sounded like. But say it was, uh, uh, I guess, say it was a ghost fart that happened for maybe two seconds. Two seconds is a long enough time to discern probably what that noise is or what that noise could be. Right. Maybe it was an appliance. Maybe it was a fridge, but maybe whatever that sound was, if it was an appliance, it was a very farty sound, enough to be confused and also enough to be inspired to write a Reddit post. Hey, I think I heard a ghost fart in my kitchen. Did they investigate it any further? Oh, like, did they go in there and smell, you think? Or? <laughs> yeah, like, was there a ghost <laughs> fart smell or were like there like ghost poop? I don't know if there was any ghost poop or a ghost fart smell. I didn't read that in the story because if I did, that would have been, I would have screenshotted it, you know, 16 times. I would have put on our little ghost uh, detector reader thingy and like straight up just been like, did you just fart in our kitchen? (laughs) Yeah. Knock once. Knock once if you farted. Knock twice if you wished you could have farted and someone else farted in place of you farting yeah because if anything like you're gonna hear a laugh if you hear a laugh you know you got a jokester like they were caught like definitely farting in your kitchen yes but if it says like yes or no quickly if they say yes then it's like they've demanded yeah they farted in the kitchen yes and if they say no it's kind of like eh. yeah i feel like i feel like if you say no really quick after someone asks you Linz, ask me if I... I'm going to prove my point. Ask me if I farted in the kitchen. Hey, Jordan, did you fart in the kitchen? No. Yeah. Very combative. Obviously, I farted in the kitchen. But then, like, if someone asks them, like, did you fart in the kitchen? And you're like, I'm just going to laugh. Then it's like, <laughs> yeah. Then yeah, you did. Yeah, farted in the kitchen. Ask me again. I'll be the ghost. Uh, did you happen to fart in the kitchen, ghost? Huh. No, I don't... No, I don't think I did. You got to think about it. That definitely makes you also guilty. suspicious, right? So what's a what's a way to make answering that question not suspicious? Like everybody always is suspicious of any answer that you get if you ask them if they farted. Let me try. Um, Lindsay, did you happen to fart in the kitchen? Well, like if I re- if I did not fart, yeah, answer that way. Hey, Linz, did you did you happen to fart in the kitchen at all? No, I did not fart in the kitchen. Yeah, that's great. I I honestly believe you. Yeah, but, but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. That's a tough one. It is a tough one. I think it's also very exciting that this is the first report that I've heard of someone hearing a potential ghost toot. Right. I think it's very funny. And also, honestly, like, yes, I understand that it's hee-hee humor. Ha-ha-ha, toilet joke. But... If this is real, which you and I have also heard stuff before IRL. Yeah. We have heard stuff. Do we actually believe in ghosts? I think so. Yes, actually. But if we were to hear, if we were investigating a haunted building and somewhere far away, we just hear a little toot down a hallway somewhere. We're investigating. It's like an hour three. And then all of a sudden we hear this (laughs) down a hallway. When there's no one else there, I would go, maybe there's a ghost farting around these halls. Well, this actually makes me think of like when people do talk to ghosts, it's like any answer that they get, they always try to piece it and part it into what it means. 
obviously. Yes. And they're like, oh, it must mean this because this relates to this. And, you know, some of it is a little like really grasping for an answer. I totally agree. But it's like speaking of us talking about if you farted and answering someone like how do we know ghosts aren't just lying all the time? I think I would think it would be silly to think that ghosts might not or like that aren't lying. a lot. Right. Like when they answer, it's like, why do we freak out and like say like, see, they know. They obviously know we're talking it's to like, them. It's like, what if they're just messing with us? Like, they're ghosts. Yeah, they're playful. They love hijinks. They love being silly. Like, what's the point of a ghost anyways? It's basically to mess with the living. Yeah. So you think, well, then I guess what better way to mess with somebody else than to go into their house unannounced and then just fart as an invisible thing. Yeah, maybe it's like a new thing. I hope it's a new thing. Like, it's a TikTok challenge for ghosts. Speaking of, okay, you you bring up a really good point. New types of ghost activity, of paranormal activity. Right. You would think the close, like, we get older and older, but then that also means ghosts get a little bit more relevant. Like, we're, I don't know, like, why is it out of the question that a ghost from 2006 mm-hmm. couldn't haunt a house? Which right. I think that they could. So you would think that, as a person living, you are, you would think that like as a living person, you'd be doing modern things as opposed to all the ghosts you always hear about. Like they love opening and closing cupboards or they love wearing big white flowy gowns or like suits or top hats. Yeah. So like, when are we going to start noticing sort of more relevant things that we're doing in present day when we're investigating haunted stuff? Like... Do you think someone has captured any footage of a ghost maybe scrolling on their phone or lounging, sitting down again, scrolling on their phone? Well, I guess there probably is like a whole subreddit of people that like their phones glitch in weird ways, which could be kind of ghost activity. It's so funny that you mentioned that because the other story I have is about ghost plus phone. Ooh. I guess we just go into it, right? Yeah. That's, what that's a, good, a really good What segue. a good leeway. Also, if anyone can think of any modern sort of ghosty paranormal things that we haven't discussed, please let us know. Tell us about it. Yeah, we would love to hear about it. Um, Ooh, what if a ghost um, texts our haunted hotline? I think a ghost probably would text our haunted hotline. I think that'd be fun. Or a ghost has before in the past. Yeah, and we just don't know about it because we're kind of just not that smart. Yeah, I don't think we are very smart. Yeah. I don't know if we have any texts in our haunted hotline right now. Oh, we actually do. Yeah. Okay. Um, one of them actually is from George who talked about the um, Mothman in and around Chicago, but ghost. But George is not a ghost. Mm, okay. George is real. Do we know for sure? No. Okay. We sure don't. Okay. Well, speaking of ghosts and phones, here is a story from the subreddit Creepy Encounters. Mm-hmm. The title of the story is, A Ghost Used My Phone to Record Me While I Was Sleeping. Yeah. This also kind of harkens back to my Uncle Tom's sleep apnea ghost confusion. Yeah, in our last episode. Yeah, it sure does. Okay. Now, I don't know if that's the case in this story. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was written by my Uncle Tom. No, it's written by Complex Banana 9211. Oh, that could still be your Uncle Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was his nickname for the last 10 years is Complex Banana. I don't know what is going on. I've tried to type this out on Reddit twice, and both times I got 75... Oops, I said 75. 
75% of the way through and the app crashed. I then tried to type it on my phone notes and it lagged and jumbled up while I was typing. Trying for a fourth time on Gmail, LOL. Weird because my phone was completely fine leading up to me deciding to post this. So maybe their phone is still being haunted by the spirit they think is already haunting their phone. They're like, don't do it. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The title sounds ridiculous, but I'll explain. If you have any theories on what really went down, please let me know. I do always think a story is more credible when they say, I know this sounds weird. Yeah. I don't know why. I love it. If it's like a marketing technique to get me to buy into your stuff more. But then again, I don't think like, you know, you're not seeing an advertisement for like mayonnaise or something like now we know this stuff is kind of weird and gross, but hear us out. Yeah. Like that wouldn't work there, but it works. But but it works here. Well, it's like, you know, advocating for yourself saying like, I'm not crazy. So Mm -hmm. listen. Yeah. I'm an average person. But I wonder if that technique could work. Like if you were trying to sell mayonnaise, if you were trying to sell a car, if you were trying to, I don't know, sell anything. Yeah. Now, I know a lot of people think refrigerators are really stupid and dumb, but hear me out because I think (laughs) it's sort of like maybe levels puts you on the same playing field as a, it doesn't really matter. I'll just just continue on. Yeah. You're kind of losing me. So let's get into this. Okay. Ready. Here we go. At the beginning of this year, I was living in a house, a house that everyone agreed was a bit spooky. The front end was known for giving an eerie feeling, but the newer, extended end felt fine. My bedroom, of course, was in the creepy end. That always happens. Mm -hmm. Always. Classic. It was a regular night for me because at the time I had a habit of smoking myself to sleep with the bedroom light on. Okay, great. My housemate at the time was asleep in her room on the new end of the house. I woke up the next morning and all was well until I opened my camera roll. Who? Okay, stop. Wait. Okay. Who wakes up first thing in the morning and opens their camera roll? Uh, I do all the time. Yeah. Every morning I wake up and I'm like, did I take any photos before I fell asleep? (laughs) That is such a lie. Did I happen to go live on Facebook wearing my sleep apnea What is the first thing you open? The first thing I open right away, which is probably unhealthy, is my email. Me too. And I hate it. It's like, why am I checking email first thing in the morning? Why don't I go to like, I don't know, picturesofsillydogs.org and look at that first thing in the morning? Yeah, I go straight to business. Me too. And it's stupid. Yeah. Well, you know. we It's nothing but self-sabotaging. Yeah. Anyways, they opened their camera roll. There was almost a whole screen, about 24 photos of photos and videos uh, that I know I did not take. I checked the info on the photos and everything was taken around 1 or 2 a.m. that night. I thought it was a little strange. The videos and the photos were all completely blacked out, but it was odd because the photos and videos were in a random order. Here's an example, (laughs) and I'm going to read it exactly as it says it. Uh, Everything was in a random order. Photo, 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 video, photo, video, photo, photo, video, video, etc. Okay. I love the fact that we got an example of what a ra- what right. a random you could order have just was. said there were photos and videos. All jumbled up. All jumbled All up. Silly. In there. The videos range from point zero three seconds to eight to nine minutes long. That's okay. an eight to nine minute video. It's a very long time. Yeah, that's pretty long. To record but, anything on your phone. Like, I, with that kind of stuff, though, I always just think about, like, I've fallen asleep so many times when I was putzing on my phone. You do pretty much every single night. 
Yes, you're and right. And then usually you drop it and it hits you either in the face or your chest. Yeah, and I'm not going to and I'm not going <laughs> to debate that. I'm not going to fight you on it. You're absolutely right. But when I have fallen asleep while looking at my phone, I'm always like scared and I look everything over because I'm like, did I order something online? Did I click on something weird? Like I always make sure that like I didn't do something weird while just passing out. And then I usually catch myself and I put my phone away because I'm like, okay, I'm obviously tired. I'm obviously falling asleep. Put my phone down. True. Yes. I've noticed that like my thumb will get stuck on my screen and maybe I'll move an app to like a new page or something or maybe I'll be like, where in the heck is my Gmail app? So to open your camera and having the video and the photo so close to each other, I mean, it's kind of like what we told your Uncle Tom of like, we think you recorded yourself in your sleep because you just accidentally hit the buttons. Maybe so. We don't know. Or could be a spiritual intruder. I don't know. I watched all of the videos and nothing interesting happened in them apart from the sound of me elegantly snoring in the background. Now, I don't know how you elegantly snore. Yeah. But I would, I imagine a bunch of royalty from the Renaissance era snoring. Yeah. What does that sound like? (gasps) Oh, a shushushi. (laughs) Oh, the shushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushushush
Uh, my memory is awful in some areas, but the story will forever leave me with so many unanswered questions. Now, we have this reply. Mm-hmm. I used to live in a 130-year-old house, and I received a call from the landline to my cell phone at 2 a.m. with only me in the house. Now, that is That's creepy. Weird. That's creepy. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's creepy that they still had a landline, though. I know, but they must they must have been a probably a fully grown man. Yeah. I think living in the house just sounds like something a fully grown person would have in their home. Use it's a landline. landline. Landline it up. Yeah. I mean, that would be weird. You're in your home and you do have a landline. I'm assuming you don't use it very much because whatever, it's 2021. And it called your cell phone? And it called your cell phone. See, like I would think if your cell phone called the landline, it's like, oh yeah, maybe you accidentally hit something. Exactly. But for a landline, I mean, there's no butt dials on a landline. No, there's no... Unless you're... I don't know. I don't know what you're doing at home with your landline phones, but you maybe could butt dial. Are there any... Is there a better name that we can sort of come up with than butt dial? Um, turd call? No, probably not turd what, call. What turd call just got worse. Okay. Well, th- this is where we're exploring. We're experimenting. I don't know. Um, Ghost call. Cheek? Cheek call? No. I guess maybe butt <laughs> dial is pretty good. Um, a flipperty gibbet call? It could be one of those. Yeah. Someone said could be a ghost. Could also be malware on your phone. Someone could be spying on you. Check your phone for malware or cached apps. Hmm. Someone just wrote spoopy ghost. And, you know, I'm going to say again, uh, in this household, we don't like the word spoopy. Yeah. Not a spoopy household. No. Just say spooky. Someone said, sounds like your phone has been compromised. The person is accessing your camera and switching it from back to front. This person says. Ew, which side note. I would much rather it be a ghost at that point. Oh, I a thousand percent than, would like, rather be a ghost. someone breaking into your technology and messing with it. I, I wholeheartedly agree. I would rather be haunted. I would rather be haunted an unsafe amount than have a Bring single person in my phone using yeah. my camera. Yeah. I have nothing on my phone that's weird or silly. The weirdest thing I have on there are two soundboards. One of them is called Goat Soundboard which we all know and love that one. Sorry, mm. it's called Screaming Goats. And the other one's called I Fart. I mean, that's... Yeah. So, but I don't want someone looking at my camera, my phone. Yeah, I don't know what it is about, like, your own stuff. But, like, you just don't want your own stuff invaded. No. It's your stuff. It's my stuff. Whether it's weird or not, it's just your stuff. No, the last thing I want is some fully grown man looking at my phone. <laughs> Without my permission. Yeah, I know what's scarier is fully grown woman. Yeah? Yeah. Tell me why. I don't know. Just thought it'd be funny. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all I have, Lindsay. Um, nice. I want to start asking you, at least today, because I was going to say I want to start doing this for the future, but we all know how that goes, as I always forget. Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, how spooky was that story to you? Um, The ghost farts uh story no okay so a one thank you yeah yes please, um, please stick within the scale okay thank you, thank you so much the second story honestly was not it was like a too spooky to me until honestly the comment of someone breaking into the possibility of someone breaking into their phone and messing with the camera that idea it it ranks up more six or seven because it's a really yeah. scary thing. 
and what's what's scary about that is like the whole this this whole podcast is about ghosts and stuff and i think stuff being the bigger category mm-hmm. but also very creepy because if you have someone in your phone that you don't know and you can't see them or touch them they're technically a ghost yeah I interacting mean, with your stuff i guess could you put like hackers as ghosts they're kind of like i think so I think so. Ghost Riders. Ghost Riders. Wasn't that a show on Nickelodeon? It sure was. Ghost. I don't know if it was on Nickelodeon, but Ghost Rider was a show and also a show from around that era that you brought up recently within the last week was Wishbone. Yeah. What's the story, Wishbone? That one. Yeah, because we were talking about how a lot of like history-based kids shows aren't around anymore because we all know history is like most of it is made up now that we're realizing. Yeah. So like... But still, like a dog telling you about history, what a great idea. Yeah, a lot of history is made up or like I think 90% of history that we teach kids is just sort of like not discussed. <laughs> yeah, so it's like not around anymore. We're so now give, we have crazy shows. We're going to give you all the happy stuff that happened. <laughs> uh, well, Lindsay, let's go to the haunted housekeeping zone. We will do a little tidying up, some sweeping, some dusting, um, whatever else. Some sneezing. Some sneezing and some crusting. And then I have a story. I kind of have a serious story, but it's uh, spooky to me, and it's very interesting. Great. Well, we will see each and every one of you in the haunted housekeeping zone in three. Two. Ghost fart. One. Hello, weary traveler. Welcome to ye old haunted housekeeping area. Hi. Hey, how are you? Maybe we have some stuff in the haunted housekeeping area that you can use with you and take with you on your journey. That's kind of the metaphor we're going for here. Like a, you know, like a, <laughs> like a play pretend. Yeah. And speaking of journeys, say maybe something spooky related has happened to you. Or maybe you just need some advice because you have a ghost living in your house. Go ahead and give us a call on our haunted hotline. Yeah, you can call or text whenever you would like. The phone number for our haunted hotline is 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. B-O-O-S, like the plural word of what ghosts say. And we'll try our best to give you advice or maybe find a solution. Yeah, and again, I think try is the key word. Yeah. If you have something strange happening around your house, if something happened to you or a friend or a family member in the past, if you feel like you can predict the future, if you found something at a yard sale and maybe you like didn't buy it but you stole it, you brought it home and you feel like now your house is haunted, Call and let us know. We want to hear about it. Honestly, we'd like nothing more. Again, the phone number is 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. Do you also need some really cool spooky drip? You can go ahead and check out our friends over at Discount Cemetery. Everything is handmade, hand screen printed in LA with two really cool people. And for those of you who might be over 35 and you don't know what drip is, it's clothing and accessories. So hop on over, or I guess, I don't know, what's a spooky word for hop on over? A spooky word for the phrase hop on hover, over? Hover on in to discountcemetery.com. That's true. You can f- you can manifest your plasma essence if you're a ghost, 
and go to discountcemetery.com and check out their wide range of haunted shirts, ghosty type things. Very fashionable drip. I love all their stuff. It's so comfy. It's so well made and it's so cool. I think Lindsay and I own maybe seven or 5,000 pieces of Discount Cemetery clothing and we love it. So check them out on social media at Discount Cemetery or shop online at DiscountCemetery.com. They just released a camo hoodie that says Cemetery really big on it and it's very cool. If you're a fan of our show and you want to listen to other shows on the Scavengers Network, you can. No way, really? How do I do that? Well, it's very easy, Lindsay Marie. You can just go online and check out the scavengersnetwork.com or check out Scavengers Network on basically all social media platforms and learn about all the shows we have on the network. I'm just kidding. I already do. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Shows like Myth Takes, Unnatural 20s, Side Character Quest, Blink and You'll Miss It, Timeline Scavengers, FMK All Day, The Amateur Detective Club, and a whole bunch of other fun shows. Tons of great people, and ourselves included, on the Scavengers Network. I know I said that like a robot, but I swear I'm not. But spoiler, Lindsay's a robot. I'm a robot. (laughs) (laughs) And hey, if you've been with us for a while, or you're just listening, and you like our show, and you might kind of like us, even though, you know, you don't know us in real life, we would love it if you gave our podcast a rating or a review. It would really help us out. Even if you don't like our show and you don't want to review our show, maybe just give it five stars because, you know, give back, right? Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Well, see you later. Bye-bye. Hey, Eli, do you want to help me make an improvised fantasy adventure podcast? Hey, Ty, that sounds fun. Do we want to bring in all of our friends to play with us? Nope, just you. Okay, will I be on the whole time? Actually, no, you'll be on for three to six episodes, and then we'll bring on another guest. Okay, is one of us going to be the main character? Nope, you're all just going to be side characters in a larger story. Okay, but this podcast is going to be hard to find, right? Nope, just look up Side Character Quest on whatever podcast app you like, or just go to sidecharacterquest.com. Okay, but you promise not to kill my character, right? No promises. Uh, oh no. <laughs> Welcome back, my little alien encounters. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, They like, I guess they... Well, I guess I'm an encounter. You're encountering me as an alien. You want to try another one? You want to try another one? Ready? Three, two, one. Welcome back, my little alien buddies. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, my ghost buddies, my my chums, my pals. Also, chum is a weird word because it's the same word that is used for bucket of fish guts. Yeah, that's true. I've never... What is the story behind that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Like, maybe they were on a boat, and they were, like, they called it, like, fish chum, and then, like, the people that worked on the boat, they were just kind of, like, the low-employed workers, and they are like, what's up, chums? Maybe. they were like, we're the big scary sharks, and you're dumb. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, maybe. I'm not going to pretend like I know. Um, I have a interesting story this week. It's not particularly, like I said, super scary, but it is very weird. I think I think everyone's ready for it and I'm ready for it as well. Do I need to wear a different hat no. for this? Okay. No. Okay. It actually works great with your hat because your hat says UFO Club. Lindsay bought me the hat I'm wearing uh, for, I don't know, sometime last year. And it's from this artist we like called Cheat and Snakes. 
and the hat says UFO Club, and it's very fun. It does. It's my favorite hat. <laughs> Anyways, have you ever read anything about the Granger-Taylor disappearance case? Um, No. You asked me if I've read. Now, I do know how to read, but I've never read this. Have you heard anything about this case? The Granger-Taylor disappearance? The Granger-Taylor disappearance. Never have. Okay, so Granger Taylor was born on October 7th, 1948 on Vancouver Island. So also a Libra. Yeah. And then also in an area that we think is very pretty. It's very pretty there. What year? Uh, 1948. Okay, so they're two years older than my dad, which is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> Basically, typical upbringing. He lost his father when he was young. He grew up with his mother. He was a very large, strong, stocky guy. But I guess being a Libra, that makes sense. He's He was actually very quiet and very calm and just kind of a keep-to-themself type person, but very personable with everyone else. Like, nobody had a bad thing to say about him. So I thought you were saying that Granger Taylor, because of Granger Taylor's build and how powerful he was, mm -hmm. that was a Libra energy, being very strong. I guess. You're very strong. Mm, yeah. I mean, I am, I am way stronger yeah. and I am just so powerful, but you know, you are very strong. Great. Anyways, so a little bit quickly about Taylor was that he dropped out of school sometimes around, sometime around the eighth grade. And began working at a local mechanical shop because he was just infatuated with machines. He was very good at it. He was very, very smart. It's just school wasn't his thing. Totally get it. If I had more patience, I, honestly, I would love to work with machines and like all these moving parts and stuff. I feel like there's, there, there's something so interesting about it. Oh, absolutely. But like... His abilities, like described by the town and his family, and this article that I'm actually reading, it was an article that Vice put out, and it is actually from the perspective of his best friend. Oh, cool. So this is his best friend, his whole life, that is telling that story. But he said that his ability to fix anything was just uncanny. Like, he could fix anything or build anything that anybody needed, really. In his mid-teens, Taylor had restored a one-cylinder car and overhauled a bulldozer that he used to help neighbors with construction projects and odd jobs. Um, I don't really know what that means because I don't know a lot about cars. All I know, I was about to say a one-cylinder, <laughs> though. Like, I think a standard car, again, I also don't know a lot about cars. Four cylinders, I think. Yeah. One cylinder is very, very small little engine, I believe. Okay. So I was going to say, I'm imagining it's probably a very difficult engine to work with. I would think, I think. so. I, I also think just based off of what little I know, I would think it's very, very old. Yeah. Well, living on Vancouver Island, he would oftentimes find things, you know, random cars and stuff like that. And you know how you find just stuff in the woods? Oh, yeah. He would just find stuff and like restore it. He found an old steam locomotive. He hauled it out of the woods and rebuilt it like pristine and actually gave it to the British Columbia Forest Discovery Center. Wow. So he, I'm just picturing him hauling this thing out of the woods as well. And I'm picturing a mountain of a man just absolutely strizzong. <laughs> he probably had equipment to help him haul it. In oh, he my, did it with his hands. In my head, 
he didn't have anything to help him and he did it piece by piece just a ton of a ton of steel and iron or whatever just strong he reminds me of like me because of the strength yeah but he oh. reminds me of like what's the guy from harry potter like the big gentle giant Hagrid? yeah yeah like just scruffy outdoorsy big gentle giant raised a dragon from birth from from infancy <laughs> he might have had a dragon i don't know um another one of his achievements was he found and restored a world war ii p40 kitty hawk um it was later purchased by a collector for tens of thousands of dollars i think that's a plane i think a kitty hawk is a plane yeah i think it was an old world war ii plane because kitty hawk i believe is an area in the outer banks in north carolina and i think that's where the wright brothers were from yes i'm not trying to be too smart <laughs> so no, yeah I but think, i think so i think you were right but basically like his best friend, which I know his last name is Keller. Let me see if I can get his first name. I know someone with the last name of Keller and he okay. rides bi- and he rides bikes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the best friend telling or doing the interview is Robert Keller, which was his best friend his pretty much his whole life. Basically, he says, quote, in my books, he was an absolute genius. He wasn't, you know, necessarily sit in a classroom smart, but everything else was he was spot on. Taylor and Keller met when they were in school. They had a mutual hobby and they liked to smoke a lot of wacky tobacco. Oh, great. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) I That's just brought up because of what you'll find out later. Okay. But a lot of reoccurring conversations that they had that Taylor would bring up a lot was his major interest in space and aliens, which makes total sense because it's like if you're into the space race, I mean, the 60s were the space race. So that's all anybody wanted to talk about. And that was building rockets and stuff. Oh, if you're yeah. into that, then that's totally up your alley. I mean, how how exciting of a time to be alive when there was all that stuff going on. Oh, yeah. And like even now, like we're 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 still learning so much about outer space. We're also learning a ton about how much information has been kept secret from us for a very long time about space race stuff and aliens, literally. Yeah. I I think it's just way too much for us to comprehend. So we're like blowing over it like, oh, yeah, okay. Right. And around this time, the popularity of UFOs and aliens and all that stuff was just popping off. I mean, you had reports of during World War II of pilots reporting stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get why you would want to talk about this, especially if it's kind of in your world of you know, math and science and building and all this stuff. Um, So they often hung out together. He also says that I seriously think that his genius was bordering insanity. So pretty normal guy, really good at what he does and nothing really unusual besides what's going on in the media. Yeah. And his interest. So during their friendship together and their time together, Keller often spoke about how he wanted to actually build his own spaceship. Um, The reason, (laughs) not only just because it's cool, the reason he really wanted to do it was because he wanted to figure out exactly how these reported flying saucers or UFOs worked. Yeah. He wanted to know the mechanics. He wanted to know just anything he could about these. Sounds like he wanted to do some stuff that Tom DeLonge and To The Stars Academy wanted to do is to find stuff and 
reverse engineer it to find out how it was actually working. Right, exactly. And that, you know, I don't find any of this odd. Like, like I said, being in the time period that he is and having the skill that he does, I don't find his anything that he's doing very odd. And people didn't say that he was an odd man. They just said that he was quiet and kind of did his thing. So he did build his spaceship. He ended up using two satellite receiving dishes and outfitted it with a television, a couch, and a wood-burning stove. That sounds so nice. <laughs> that sounds like someone like you would see their first TikTok video. Spoiler, Linz and I really like TikTok. That's what we've been doing a lot over like the last seven months. But like you you see someone's first TikTok video on my channel, I'm basically going to show you how I built my spaceship and put in a wood-burning <laughs> stove. Let's check out my new cribs. Here's my new cribs. I use this one knife and I cook over a fire and everything looks really good in my spaceship. I wonder when spaceship houses are going to become the big thing. Uh, two years. Mm. So anyways, he builds the spaceship and he does kind of start to spend a lot of time sitting in there and hanging out in there and sleeping there. He also got in touch with one of his friends, Bob Nielsen, that he had been getting direct contact in his dreams from what he believes were aliens. Taylor said this? Yes. That's what I'm talking about. So he said that he would lay there and get mental communications from somebody, what he believed from another galaxy. I he love He couldn't this. see them. He would just hear them talking in his mind. I love this. I love it. Now, everybody that he told were like obviously his best friend and this Bob Nielsen that I'm not sure exactly why he reported to him maybe had some kind of knowledge about alien stuff or anything like that but they believed him because they were like it's not his character to make something like this up if like if you a fellow Libra not me but to Granger Taylor mm -hmm. if you were to tell me especially being a Libra how pragmatic you are that you think you are being communicated to by an alien in your dreams mm -hmm. I would want and I'm not being you know a goofball I would 100% believe you I really I really truly would yeah because it's like you know you have no reason to believe that I mean yeah his obsession building the spaceship it's kind of outlandish but you don't have any other reason to believe that like why would he lie about this exactly and I and I really do think about that argument a lot especially when it comes to like the very very early settings of the Mothman right what do you have to gain from making up these stories other than public ridicule which right. is not a gain and it's like if we're, if we're talking specifically about point pleasant and making up stories about the mothman people's reputations carry them quite far in small towns right so like i i need to talk about this but i also but i know i know i'm gonna get a lot of flack for bringing this up but so it's i i look at stuff like that and it's like if you have nothing to gain from bringing this up and i don't think granger taylor was trying to get notoriety or media recognition right uh, it, it makes me believe that person to those stories even more well and also the fact that he only told his close friends yeah. he wasn't telling anybody else to get any kind of attention or publicity it was he literally thought i need to tell somebody about this because this is like becoming an obsession 
And I kind of almost think that this obsession is being triggered by what I'm hearing as well. Yeah, he wasn't talking to Carson Daly about this stuff. Is that the MTV guy? Yeah, from TRL. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Well, there's obviously a lot of stuff that happens in between, but he kind of gets to a point where on the evening of November 29th, 1980, now he's 32 years old, he left his parents' house with a, and left a note before vanishing from their farm in Duncan, Vancouver Island. Okay. The note read, Dear Mother and Father, I have gone away to walk aboard an alien spaceship. As reoccurring dreams assured a 42-month interstellar voyage to explore the vast universe. Then I will return. I'm leaving behind all my possessions to you as I will no longer require the use of any. Please use the instructions in my will as a guide for help. Love, Granger. Never seen again. Wow. Now, in his will... 42 months, though. 42 months. Right. That's so specific. So specific. And in his will that he referred to, he had crossed out the word death and replaced it with departure. That's incredible. So he had things mapped out, but no one ever found them. Now, on the back of the note was some sort of map that no one's ever figured out. Oh, I love this. Um, No one knows the significance of the map or if it was just something that was drawn and then he used the other side to write the note. Do you have a picture of the map? No. I'm going to look it up while you're... Is, is it okay? Yeah, I have a picture of the note, but I do not have a picture of the map. Okay. The um, article that reported him missing when he was first reported was he was last <laughs> leaving a local diner called Bob's Grill around 6.30 p.m., Okay, can I just say, of course a diner was called Bob's Grill. (laughs) The police were called and the search ensued, but neither Taylor nor his bright pink Datsun truck were ever found. I love Datsuns. I love that it's bright pink. Me too. Granger Taylor is starting to sound like the coolest dude ever. (laughs) Now, the friend Robert Keller did tell the police that, you know, everything that We kind of know, too, like he was really interested in this kind of stuff. It just seems really suspicious. But he did say, quote, he did have dreams that the aliens were coming to get him. Granger did? Yes. Okay. So leading to the conspiracies of where he might be or what happened, there's a few different ones. And they're all a little, they're all a little suspicious. Okay. Okay, so the conclusions of where this case went. So in March 1986, almost six years after Taylor's disappearance, local forestry workers found a blast site near Mount Provost, not far from Taylor's parents' house. Now, according to the Montreal Gazette, human bone fragments were found at the scene, and until further evidence is found, the RCMP, which I don't know what that is. Royal Canadian Mounted Police, I think. Oh. Okay. Might, wow. Maybe that's true. I'm so smart today. Are assuming that these are Taylor's articles. So they said that Taylor often did use dynamite to blast trees, to clear out items, and there was some in his truck. Now, they said that they did find the truck, so they think that maybe he had blasted himself. Okay. And whether he killed himself on 
purpose, saw an accident, we don't know. But other reports say that the truck was never found. Okay, so conflicting reports. And then other reports say that basically the way that the truck was found, because it was found, and the way that the blasting site and the dynamite had blown up and the remains were seemed faked. Oh, like staged? Staged or, yeah, the bones and the articles of clothing weren't actually his. Okay. They just said that they were for conclusion. I And now we, we do know that a lot of times if there is an ongoing case, if people want closure on a case or if they think something is a certain way, they will try to prove their case by any means necessary. Yes. Which... Usually isn't good, mm-hmm. but we we do know that that has happened in the past. And think about any time in that time period, if there was a whistleblower, which he did start telling people what he was thinking, a suspicious circumstances happened to them. What do you mean? Like when people had whistleblown about aliens. Uh-huh. They were often tried to be shut up by the government. Oh, sure. I gotcha. So people find it very interesting that if it was accident or on purpose, doing it with dynamite is pretty intense. Oh, so you're implying that because he was talking about aliens, even to two people, but he was still at least like living in a UFO and doing all this stuff in a UFO that that he built. Mm-hmm. Someone or an entity or some people or whoever were trying to shut him up. Right. So they blew him up with dynamite. So hopefully there will be very little evidence of him left. Right. So really, friends and family and everybody else is kind of wondering what the true motive would be. Because even if it was purposely or accidental that he blew himself up with, you know, dynamite accident, obviously, but purposely it's like, but what was his motive? Because he said he was going on a voyage. Yeah. So people were not claiming that he was lonely or depressed. Sure. So that's, you know, a whole topic of things. But also his family reported that the, he was started taking acid closer oh. to when he started receiving messages. Now, the friend that is telling the story said that, because he was with him all the time, mm-hmm. he said that basically the only reason he was doing that was so he could try to figure out what these dreams were saying. Oh, so he was taking, he was, Granger Taylor started dropping acid to decipher his dreams. Yes. Now that If there's anything that sounds more so like a reason to take acid, (laughs) that seems like it. So he was kind of using it because I said he wasn't an unintelligent person. Sure. So he probably couldn't make out what was being sent to him. And that was his way of trying to decipher something to figure something out. I could like, I'm only assuming here, but like I could, I could imagine that. I don't know, certain types of drugs lead you to certain or like are alleged to lead you to certain types of consciousness or connecting with, I don't know, cosmic entities or otherworldly things, perhaps. So maybe this was like, oh, maybe I need to take acid to decipher the messages. Maybe. I don't know. Right. Well, his friend 
Keller that is telling the story really sticks up for him and says, you know, he wasn't on major drugs. It wasn't a recreational thing. It was all for because he could not figure out why this was happening to him. He also said before they built the spaceship, he had mentioned multiple times of being obviously frustrated with his family and stuff. These things happen because everybody wants to pinpoint the motive was he wanted to get away from his family. He was lonely. He was unhappy. And he never once talked about any kind of death-related thing. And he also said if he wanted to leave, he could. And even if he wanted to disappear, he could grow a beard and move to another country. Sure. <laughs> sure. So there was never any talk of, like, I want to disappear. I want to run away. It was like, if I wanted to, I could. Yeah. But I'm... You know, I'm doing this thing. And I feel like it makes the most sense and it's the most credible testimony to go with his best friend. Oh, yeah. Um, The reason that this best friend said that he was just kind of quiet about everything was target for bullying. Sure. He just didn't want people to think anything weird because he wanted to build a spaceship because he wanted to know how it worked. But anyways, the whole thing is... Just a mystery, because where you have reports saying that they basically have found his truck and his body, you have other reports stating that they don't think that it was actually his stuff, or if it was his stuff, it was planted there. Yeah, there's, there's, it, it seems like there are far more unanswered questions than there are answered questions. Well, the interesting thing was his best friend said he thinks that the government recruited him to go work at somewhere like Area 51. Well, maybe so. And staged the scene as if he were dead. So... I mean, if he was this talented with machinery and building and fixing and trying to reverse engineer Why wouldn't the government want him? Exactly. And think about, he was restoring old World War II planes, old locomotives. I mean, the government had to have been aware of his ability. Oh, exactly. I mean, I think it's it's really silly for us just based on a few things that we've seen recently or and, and a few things that I've read recently. It's really silly for us to think that there would be no... Um, interference from the government to do something like this to also fake a death or do something in order to like erase someone's identity. I, I mean, it's, yeah. it would be I think it would be very foolish of us not to think that could be an option. Right. I mean, what if he was working with like NASA? He was already building spaceships. Very well could have been working with NASA. I don't know. Could still be working with NASA. I mean, if he was born in 1948, that he's not that old. He, he would be what? 73. Mm-hmm. Right? Sure. Right? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I can't math. You know That's I can't. 70. Well, because my... Yes. Yeah. 73. Yeah. So this conspiracy is, is he alive? Is he dead? Did he go crazy? Was he a genius? We don't know. And what we do know now is that 2021 subtracted by 1948. 73 years old. Yes. And we do know that for <laughs> sure now. I don't know anything about Granger Taylor except for what you've told me, but Granger Taylor seems like such a cool dude. That's basically, there's so much about his life and everything. There is a documentary, I think, called Spaceman, but I have heard that it doesn't touch on necessarily all the information that you'd probably else want to know. Like what I've told you is kind of what it tells you, little treats here and there, I'm sure, but you can watch the documentary. Now, 
say that I really like the documentary Independence Day mm-hmm. with Will Smith. Is this another documentary I might also like? Yeah. Or say I like the documentary um, Mars Attacks. Mm-hmm. Probably like this one too. Yeah, maybe. Nice. I love documentaries. But I thought it was a very interesting story. I don't know if I truly believe that it was, you know, a purposeful death because I feel like dynamite is pretty intense. Yeah. But very intense. But also, I think a way to be like, well, there's no, there's really no more physical evidence left of this person. So it, to me, it seems like a good way to dispose of a life. <laughs> and exactly. everything or a good way to be like yeah it's probably him but there's no way to prove it might not actually be him yeah like it, it seems very much so like a governmenty sort of thing to do his family believe that he did die his best friend believes that he it was staged i tend to go with the best friend i really do i i i feel like how much more do you think like your friends know about you than your family knows about you yeah i feel like our friends might know more stuff that could be helpful or relevant, maybe. Right. I don't know. I I don't know. I think I might agree with you. I don't usually try to fall into the conspiracy theory kind of answer, but I just, I don't know. It's hard for me to believe that that was, you know, his intention. And yeah, not sure. That's really, that's really excellent. Yeah, not necessarily scary, but just very weird. Yeah, very weird. Well, hey, if anyone else has a weird story and you want to let us know, or if you know a little bit more about Granger Taylor, you can call our haunted hotline and tell us anything and everything you want. 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. And you can tell us a creepy story of your own or an unexplained story of your own. Or if you have any feelings on if ghosts fart or if they don't fart. Yeah. You can tell us that stuff. Are they farting hard or? Speaking, are they farting hard or are they farting quiet? (laughs) Or are they farting spooky? Hey, speaking of our haunted hotline, we have a voicemail that's literally like four seconds long. You want to listen to it? Yeah. We got this one in and it sounds urgent. Now, Uh I think we messed up because this was like a month ago, but sorry. My dog's stuck in the dryer. My dog's stuck in the dryer. So someone's dog is stuck in the dryer. Mm, um, oops. Not necessarily spooky or haunted, but I'm glad that they felt they could reach out to us and let us know that. So they are they... Uh... Whatever question you're about to ask me, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. Although I will say, though, that Google tries to dictate what's being said on the voicemail. Mm-hmm. And the two initial hellos came out as one. Wow. My dog is struck <laughs> in the dryer. Oh, that kind of makes it like they're excited that their dog is in the dryer. Wow. My dog's stuck in the dryer. Wow. It's finally happened. Wow. Wow. It's finally happened. It got in the dryer. Great. Hey, uh, so sorry about your dog. Um, And if you need help with your dog or your cat, again, you can call our haunted hotline, 803-816-2667. It'll go straight to voicemail. You will never have to worry about a human answering the phone. And if someone does answer the phone, it's not us. It is a demon from heck. Probably. Probably. We'd also like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for our music that you hear at the beginning, the middle, and the end. You can find Eli on most social media platforms at Eli Who Does Music. He is on TikTok now. He is on TikTok now. Encourage him to make more TikToks because I think he's going to be very good on that platform. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I could go on and on, but I agree. 
Yeah, he has trumpet arms. He does have trumpet arms and flute arms oh, underneath those. Oh, he has those. trumpet legs, flute arms. And a snare drum booty. <laughs> oh, my. Sorry. Sorry. Anyways, we would also like to thank each and every one of you for listening to our show. If you like our show and you like what we do, because we do it for free and you can listen to it whenever you want, however you want, wherever you want, please rate and review our show or just rate our show, iTunes, uh, some pod, some pod catching apps. I also know that Spotify just released a new rating thing that you can do as well. We would love it. We we love to know that you love our show. Or just tell a friend or tell your grandma or tell your dog. Yeah, please. Please tell your dog about our show. Dogs love our show. Wow. My dog's in the dryer. Wow, my dog's in the dryer listening to your second episode, which... Why would you listen to that? We'd also like to thank everybody at the Scavengers Network. You can check out our show and a bunch of other great other shows on thescavengersnetwork.com. And we like to thank each and every one of you for listening and being weird with us. We sure would like to do that. And we just and we have just done that. We've done it. Well, until we release a new episode, which I think will be in 2022. I hope that all of you have or have been having a great holiday season. You're staying safe, you're staying healthy, and you are enjoying, I don't know, a nice cup of coffee in the morning. Or tea. Or tea or whatever you or want. Or hot cocoa. Water, Ooh. hot cocoa is good too. Yeah, a lo- we've, we mentioned this last week. There are a lot of really good December sips. Yeah. A lot of good December liquids. Hot toddies, hot cocoa, hot coca-cola a nice hot coca-cola with a little dollop of mayonnaise on the top Mm -mm. Mm -mm. that's how i love to spend my holidays Mm -mm. sip it right is what i say when i drink that drink well until next time have a spooky but nice holiday and we'll catch y'all we'll catch y'all on the flizzip sorry we'll see you all later bye-bye bye Chi, yeah, okay, wow, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, dudes, yeah, dudes, yeah, dude. Oh, hey, girl, dudes, hey, humans. Let's do a sound checking scenario. I walk into, this is just for levels, I walk into, it's, um, I'll set the scene. Ready? Okay. Hey, welcome to my sleepover. Great. Are you ready to flirt on the internet? Wait, why would I come over and we flirt on the internet? You got it right. I think the levels are good. Okay. Do you want to flirt online? No. I'm here. No. You and I flirt with other people online. In the same house? Oh, we flirt together? Yeah, as one unit. We make up a... I think there's a name for couples like that. Catfish? Catfish couples? No. 
Okay, gotta yeah, go. Flirt with other couples. Okay, yeah, we really, okay. we really gotta go. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. The Scavengers Network, creator driven, community focused, treasured content. Podcube podcasts from the past delivered to the future with Podcube's pseudo linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology. You can select any point in history and record it for personal gain. What was the group dynamic with Australopithecus? What brand of cigarettes did the Spanish Inquisition smoke? Was Leonardo da Vinci a pants guy or a shorts guy? You can discover with Podcube. Listen for yourself to the flagship Podcube podcast, Alabaster's Haberdashery, recorded on location in 1880 simply search podcube all one word in your podcast app or visit poweredbypodcube.com podcube the future is yesterday beware